Okay, so this is good news from the Middle East, and man, I have been looking forward to this for a long time. Special guest today, Mike McDonald from the Bible Project, and Mike, it's great to have you with us. Oh, Tom, it's great to be here. This is a uh, what a delight, what a joy that we get to get together and talk about important things. And That's so right. I, I love this. This is the most important thing I'll do all day. So I, uh, I'm so you know so glad. Me too. Okay, so. I grew up in the church. I wasn't saved till I was 18, young life. Then I went to Biola College. Then I go to Dallas Seminary. And I had this professor named Howard Hendricks. It was my first class. And he's inspired a lot of preachers. And one of the first statements out of his mouth was this. It's a sin to bore people with the Bible. <laughs> and man, I never forgot that. He <laughs> said, if you're preaching and you're teaching, and people aren't getting after it, you're the problem, yeah. not the book. Yeah. But oh, you know, so today we've got all this technology and we've got all these different opportunities. And I mean to tell you, the first time I saw the Bible project, I thought, this is this is gonna go a long way. This hmm. is gonna help. I mean, I can see how it's helping our national leaders throughout the Middle East. And um, the Bible project takes this literally they it's god's word and it deserves to be elevated on a platform how did all of this come about how did this oh happen? yeah well i mean so yeah I, it's it's interesting you know you say um that that story of just like not making the bible boring or not not allowing it to be boring because it's not it's one of the most provocative amazing wild crazy scary you know like all the things that you can imagine all the emotions are found and uh you know in the early days actually in in bet Sefer, when they would actually be training up the the jewish kids in the scriptures in the beginning they would often dip their fingers in honey while they read the scriptures mm -hmm to teach them that the word of God was sweet, that it was enjoyable, that it was, you know, and so I just love that, that picture of like, that's the way that we should be thinking about the Bible. Um, and, and, but what's hard is that we're not in the context anymore and, and we're not in the context of the stories. And so when we just open it up at face value, it's very difficult to dive into the actual story. And so the Bible Project was really birthed out of if we understood the context and the stories and the narrative that was found inside the scriptures, I think all of us would just want to read more. And, and the Bible Project was really birthed not to be a something that, that substitutes the Bible, but actually draws people into it more. And so I, for me, the Bible Project, I feel like is still made for me. Like every time I watch yeah. one of the videos, yeah. I get excited about reading the text again. I get excited about going, going, did it really say that? Oh my gosh, I don't know how I missed that. Like, and I'm going deeper into books like Leviticus that I used to just skip over, you know, entire books. And I'm just like, I don't know, this doesn't make any sense to me. I'm not in the <laughs> temple anymore. I don't do sacrifice, like none of this matters. And I would skip over all these large chunks that actually were very uh, important to the narrative story arc of God. And, and so we're constantly going back to the book of Genesis because we believe that you can't understand the new heavens and the new earth if you don't understand the garden. You can't understand right. who Jesus is if you don't understand. And so the Bible Project was really, um, you know, brought to light to, to help people experience the Bible as a unified story that leads to Jesus. And we just happen to do that through animation um, for a number of reasons. One, it's a lot uh, more engaging than just 
watching yeah. two people talk about it, you know, like just two talking heads. Um, two, you can do so much more with animation to explain really complex, crazy things like the Trinity, you know, like what's the Holy Spirit? What is, you know, God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit? How do you even, you know, depict that? And, and so with animation, you could, you have so many more freedoms to try to, to try to do that. And so, um, that's where it all started. And we're just grateful that seven years down the road, we're still getting to make cartoons about Jesus for the internet. You know, it's, <laughs> it's a wild, it's a wild ride that we're on. So man, seven years, I'm telling you, there is a lot on the website on the Bible project. Just, I was just refreshing my memory and looking at the intro video and it's, it's just a couple of minutes there's two guys and they're talking about the Bible and it can be confusing all that, but it's a narrative. And the way they explain it, I think that's important for seasoned believers to always go back to the basics. I, I tell people, I think we are tethered to those and we can't get that far away from it to go back and understand, wait a minute, this is why the scriptures were written. This yeah. is what it's about. And this is how you can understand it and live it out. Yeah, it's masterful. Our team in the Middle East loves it. People here love it. So we're going to get back to that in a minute. But let's let's go back to you. How did how did you come to faith in Christ? I know where you live and tell, yeah. tell about where you live and your story. Yeah, well, we met. So we met about 12 years ago in Portland, Oregon. So I live mm -hmm. in Portland right now, um, but I grew up in Canada. So I'm originally from Canada. Um, I grew up Baha'i. And so what most people don't don't know is that, yeah, I didn't grow up in the church at all. Um, I grew up Baha'i. There was an, a ton of uh, folks from Iran that uh, mm -hmm. escaped persecution sure. in the 70s and 80s uh, from the Baha'i faith, um, from being followers of, of Baha'u'llah. Mm -hmm. And uh, they kind of escaped all over the place. But some of them landed in my little town where I was growing up. And um, my mom ended up marrying a Baha'i um, when I was three years old. So my stepdad was a Baha'i. So as far as I remember, I've grown up in a Baha'i home. And our home was the center of it all. We, that's where we did our feasts. That's where we did our weekly firesides. It's where we had community. You know, 50% of the community were, were um, from Iran. And so I grew up in a very multicultural uh, community and home. Um, and, and we would read from all the different texts. And so we'd read from the, you know, the, in Persian, we'd read from the Kitab Das, and then we'd even read from the Quran and we'd read from the Bible. I mean, Baha'is are very, you know, open in, in, yes. in that, yeah. um, uh, in their, in their theology around all of that. So I grew up, I had read through the Quran. I had read through uh, a, a bunch of the Bible, um, just because of my upbringing. And uh, I was in Turkey when I was 19 years old. I was on a kind of find myself trip. My, um, my dad had left when I was three. I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. Um, my stepdad was pretty gnarly um, uh, from an abuse side of things. And so I really didn't have a, a, a strong rooting of like a, a, what I'm, who, who am I and what do I, what do I want to be about? And I was in Turkey and I met a missionary there from Australia who um, had a similar story with his dad and used that as a, a, you know, trampoline to kind of talk about God and to go, you know, I don't have a, a earthly father either, but I have a heavenly father. And let me tell you about him. I'm like, yeah, I know all this. I'm a Baha'i. I get all this. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've heard He's this. like, have you ever read one of the gospels all the way through? And I said, well, I've read a lot of it, but he's like, no, like all the way through from like, just have you read? And I said, no. And so he gave me his Bible. He said, read one of the gospels tonight and let's talk about it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. 
And I had already understood the text as being a sacred text. So it wasn't a big leap for me to, to dive in. Sure. But when I read it all the way through, I saw things about Jesus that I had never seen before. And for me, the words that I have now, but, you know, if I were to summarize the gospel in three words, it's Jesus is Lord. That was the difference for me. And, you know, Baha'u'llah, even, even um, Muhammad were never looked at as being Lord. You know, they were looked at as being prophets and, and, and speakers, but, but not Lord. And, and yet, you see in the Gospels, you see the way the disciples and others look to Jesus as like, Jesus is Lord. There is there's something different there. And um, so for me, that was the change of like, I might be following the wrong dude. Like, I think I need to. And I didn't know what that meant for me. I didn't renounce my Baha'i faith. I just started following Jesus. That was my that was my faith walk. I didn't have somebody who said, sit down, pray this prayer do this thing. Now your follower renounce all these other things. I just started going, I'm going to start following Jesus now. That's what I'm going to start doing. I'm going to start reading the text. And so, and it was the book of Matthew. It was the sermon on the Mount that just flipped me upside down and wrecked me. And so the text for me, because I feel like I met Jesus through the scriptures, not Mm. through a message, not through an individual, not through a friend or a brother or anything like that. I met Jesus in the scriptures. And, wow. and I made that decision that night with just me and, and the Bible. And so I have a deep connection to the scriptures and a belief that they can shape and change and move and breathe life into, um, into a soul. And so um, I'm very thankful that I get to fast forward all those. I mean, and then my story is long, like everybody's, you know, it definitely went through the ups and downs and everything else. But Thankfully, I landed at a good community, a church. I moved to Portland because I was part of buying a restaurant chain down here. Um, found a church in Portland, ended up getting rid of the restaurant, joining the church, uh, and then serving as a pastor for the last 15 years um, here in the Portland area. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, and then, I, I mean, you did a little bit of everything. I, I was there for a conference and you were the MC. Yeah, I don't know how I get roped into all these things, Tom. But yeah, no, uh, yeah, that's right. There was a mission connection. So most of what I did here in Portland was around global um, justice and compassion work. And and part of that is because of my upbringing. Part of that is just from some some of the passion things inside of myself. Um, uh, You know, my... Yeah. So I, I don't know how, what else I could say a lot yeah. about that, but, but it brought me to a lot of different places in a lot of different countries. And I would work with local indigenous leaders to um, serve in any way that I could um, not coming with any answers, often just coming to learn, but that, that we could together as the body of Christ move the kingdom of God forward. And so um, I would take people, I would, you know, meet new friends. And yeah, so that's, I think we've crossed paths through a number of different ways um, uh, in in that journey. And always always pleasant times together. Just great. Uh, You know, it's really interesting when you talk about that, how the Sermon on the Mount cinched it for you. Working in Iran, I mean, we've been blessed, Mike, to smuggle Bibles in. And now Joanne has a television program uh, going into Iran. And Working with Iranians, Shiites, uh, different from Sunnis, not yep. Arabs or Persians, and it's a totally different deal. If we were ever going to just give them a portion of scripture to read, it's the Sermon on the Mount. Mm. It is poetic. It they they uh, they they can cry. Yeah. Grown men will come back and say, "I've never read words 
like this before. I, yeah. I, I, I it, it just spoke to my soul. And so I think a lot of times people in the West can even get a little bit confused. Uh, well, is this for now or is some of that part of the kingdom? I'm not sure I get all of yeah. that. Yeah. Boy, that is the centerpiece mm. of outreach for, for Muslims in Iran. And we've used it over and over. In fact, I have a friend that um, he's done this a lot. He would say to his friends uh, in Iran, and of course, it's super dangerous to do this. Hey, I have a copy of the scriptures and uh, it's my faith. Your faith is something different. But hey, do me a favor. Read Matthew. But there's there's these red letters in there yeah. and they're words of Jesus. And uh, I just don't want anything to come between us. We're probably not going to agree on that. So don't read those red letters. Just read the rest, you know. Please don't read them. It, we're going to have problems. And whatever you do, don't read the red letters. <laughs> Which basically is, I'm going to read the red letters. <laughs> and so think about this. When you were searching and I was searching, if I would have just read those red letters, if I had just read the words of Jesus from Matthew 1 to 28, I would have been hooked. And yeah. and. I remember one guy coming back to my friend and saying, you know what? You told me not to do that. I decided I'm going to read nothing but the red letters. I'm, I'm going to just, and just imagine what that, to just focus, get all the clutter of life out, all the yeah. preconceived notions and just read Jesus words. Yeah. Wow. What a, what a game changer. So mm. isn't that interesting? Now, of course we see, is it the headquarters of the high faith in Haifa? I mean, we. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yep. That's where, um, I'm right on Mount Carmel. I mean, they yeah. basically own like half of Mount Carmel is that they whole, do. um, that whole deal. So yeah, that's a, that's their, that's where you do pilgrimage and, yeah. you know, similar to so many other faiths. That's, that's the place. So have you been there? You know what? I have not. Um, and I have to go. The, the reason I haven't yet, I've had many opportunities to go, but I really want to go with Melissa. I don't oh, want to, yeah. I don't want to do this trip without her. And so, you know, she, uh, it hasn't been a good timing for the both of us to leave and do yeah. that. But it's the one country that I'm like, not allowed to go to without her. I'm just not allowed. Like it's yeah, it is stunningly beautiful. The place it kind of cascades down the mountain. We've done a lot of outreaches there hmm. and it's challenging for sure. believers to deal with Baha'i folks. Cause it's very syncretistic and a lot of beliefs that, we have but then not completely the same yep. and and so it, it kind of stymies believers a lot but that's that's awesome how about this how about an uncharted bible project trip to israel I, you know we've be been talking about it so i'm actually you know you were the i told john and tim too that if we do it i've got our guy we can, ah. we can call tom i bet you he'd do it but yeah uh, tim i mean tim lived there for a year wow. um and and uh, maybe a little bit longer too. That's where he ended up getting his doctorate. And um, so he, he, he would be wonderful to travel uh, with there, yeah. but yeah, it would be so much fun to do that, do that with you. Speaking on the Sermon on the Mount too, that is yeah. a series we are working on right now. And so it's actually a, a Bible project full on series. I think it'll be, I don't even know how many videos, five, seven, 10 videos, but it's going to be a whole series just on the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, it's the thing I'm looking forward to the most out of anything. So, man, that's going to be awesome. And you know what I think? Um, I think a lot of people look at the site and go, okay, I'm going to learn. This is for my kids. Our kids love this. When we mm. do uh, our, our grandkids, I should say, our kids are grown, our grandkids, when um, we just 
did Esther. Or not, yeah, we did Esther one day. We did, you know, Proverbs and just kind of took them through. And they were like, this is so cool. It's obviously highly visual. The guys are cool that are sharing it. It's yeah. just kind of in today's vernacular. And it's uh, truly a blessing for the body of Christ. But I think about, in my context, we're trying to reach Muslims. Yeah. They're so confused by the scriptures. Yep. And of course, the Quran, it has nothing predictive. It's just looking back. The scriptures are a different deal to yep. them. And they can just get swallowed up. And so um, for them to be able to just get something condensed in a couple of minutes, it, it, it just takes them miles down the road. Yeah. It, it really does. So why don't you just do a flyover at the Bible Project and tell us, how it's divided up. I mean, you got Bibles, you've got themes, you've got all yeah, kinds. yeah. So we've got um, we've probably got about 165 videos, I think, that we've done. So it's a it's a larger library. We come out with a new video usually every three weeks, and so there's you know often around 15, 16 videos a year that we add to to the library. Um, we have our overview videos. That was the bulk of the kind of start of it, which was a video for every single book of the Bible from Genesis all the way to Revelation. And it gave a really good kind of overview of the layout of the book, the context that was going on when it was written, how it's connected to other books in the, in the scriptures, um, you know, who the main characters are, where the conflict is like all the, the narrative stuff that we get, but just to have somebody in five, six, seven minutes, give an overview of the book allows you to then go in and read and feel like you've got some context to actually um, understand. And so those are the overview videos. We then have um, our theme videos. Those are like our big, massive themes that we see in the Bible from Genesis through to Revelation. And so um, Kingdom of God, you know, would be a sure. big theme video and 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 what have you. Um, Holy Spirit, you know, all mm -hmm. of those. So you're going to see those in the theme videos. And we've got 20 something of those. We have a series called the How to Read the Bible series. This is probably oh, my yeah. favorite series that we have. Um, this is, to me, the like teach a person to fish versus give them a fish. You're Thank actually you. doing a, a, it's 19 videos long, and it's really giving you a framework of understanding how do I actually approach the text? How do I approach uh, biblical poetry? How do I approach narrative? How do I approach the Gospels? How do I approach Jewish language? Like, all the different types of things that you would need to understand that give you the right tools to then dive in. It's almost like a hermeneutics type class, um, but done for just, you know, average people like me and you. Um, and so I love that series. Um, there's a spirit series on spiritual beings just because that's a really wacky thing that, you know, people don't know what to do with in the Bible. Sure. And what is that? But you can't you can't just decide. That's the thing with the scriptures. You can't just decide, well, that doesn't sound right. So I'm just not going to look at it. You have to look at it all. And so, right. you know, we really go into a biblical approach to even spiritual beings and understanding what, what was, you know, Jesus talking about, what, you know, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. um, we've got, you know, the wisdom series, which is probably our most popular series. That's the uh, Job, um, Ecclesiastes, uh, you know, wisdom uh, literature, and it's beautifully done. Um, we have a Luke Acts miniseries, which we did in uh, Farsi, which is which is out already. Um, and that's taking you through the gospel of Luke and the book of Acts. So kind of church, you know, gospel and church, um, which is a which is a really neat series. Um, 
Yeah, there's just there's a ton. So lots of different word studies. Those are shorter, often three to four, you know, um, minute type ones on words that like aren't normal in our everyday language. Even like words like sin, like we're used to hearing the word sin from being in church. But listen, we don't walk down the streets of Portland and use the word sin in common everyday language. And so the only way that we understand it is from our own context. So we're trying to create some biblical context of what did that word actually mean? and 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 the context it's being used in so wow what an education you're giving people and and i was just reading this uh on the word and uh charles dickens said this the new testament is the best book ever written uh, or ever will be known in the world charles dickens said that and then patrick henry said the bible is a book worth more than all the other books ever printed Mm. we know that as believers we've been taught that but yet, if you get in and you're not trained on how to read it, I'm sure you hear this all the time. I hear people taking promises out of context. Yeah. Just, I think we have to be concerned about me-centered Christianity that can yeah. be prevalent in the in the West. And, you know, um, it, it's interesting. I was thinking about worship. And boy, I don't say this against anybody leading worship or whatever, but I see a difference in the Middle East, like Messianic believers or mm-hmm. Muslims that have come to faith in Christ, the 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 worship is much more seems to be exalting Jesus and not about me. I hear a lot right. of songs that are a little bit me centered, and but I like them. I mean, I sing them, and then I'm in a situation like that in an underground church, ten to twelve people in a circle, yeah, and the songs that they sing are different. Yeah, it's just a depth there. And yeah. so we know this, we've had these talks um, about people that come out of dangerous situations like Muslims coming to faith in Christ. Yeah. Their depth just, it, it goes quickly. It Absolutely. Goes so far down. I mean, our, our national leaders in Syria, Jordan, Lebanon, all the places ask Muslims before they're ready to pray to receive Christ. Two questions before you pray, receive Jesus. Are you willing to suffer for yeah. him? Yeah. Yes. Okay. If you're willing to suffer, it could get worse. Your family may try to take you out. Yeah. Are you willing to die for Jesus? Yes. And I think about that, Mike. That's before they pray to receive Christ. Right. And as a pastor for 20 years, can you imagine if we would have floated those two questions? No, we try to make it as easy as possible. <laughs> and then the opposite. Right. And so the depth, the understanding of the word uh is is just uh phenomenal and so um but you are educating believers and you're getting them to raise the biblical level of their understanding and uh tell me what you're if you were you going to pick one and you were talking to someone about the bible project what would be your favorite that you'd say man you got to start here Oh man. Well, so I go, I go to Job personally. I feel like the the video the that we did on on Job is um gosh, I cry almost every time I watch it. I feel it. I I feel the 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 greatness of God in wow. it, you know. Um and but the humanistic like reality yeah. of of, you know, the suffering and I can identify and um so I, man, Job just forever for me, it, the video just feels like it really, um, really hits. Mm. Uh, and, 
and particularly too, and just that reminder, I feel like every time I get to the end of Job, when I'm reading it, that just the reminder of like, like, who is it that made the mountains? Who is it that made that? Like, listen, you weren't, you weren't around when I created like the, the, the the expanse of, of who God is. It's just such a reminder because like you said, we're in this very me centric, even Christianity, but just me centric, everything, especially in the West where um, it feels like we're all in our own little Truman show. Like we're all in a movie that is all about us. That's all we know mm-hmm. and care about and think about and everything else. And yeah. so the reminder, it's like that shot of, um, you know, when they first went to the moon, that the thing that any astronaut will tell you is the moon is interesting and beautiful. But what what really, when you turn around and look at the earth from the moon and you realize how, just small we really are and how connected we truly are and how vast that, I mean, just all those feelings that came up, that's the things that you can't take away from Armstrong and any others. Like they'll remember that and it, and it, it does something to you. And I think when yeah. we realize how big God is and how connected we are and how it's not just, a, it's not about us, it's actually about everybody else. And, and the, that just changes the way that we look at everything. Boy, it does. And you know, the book of Job, it's probably one that a lot of believers kind of avoid. Well, I'll read Job. Does that mean I'm going to have a trial? I'm going to lose my job or something? Sure. And, and people are always kind of like there's a little fear with that uh, when they get into that book. But but it's a picture of us today. The counselors oh. telling Job, just curse God and die. Yeah. And, you know, you haven't done anything. And basically saying it's his fault. And then Job goes back and forth and he's, He's standing strong, but you sense he's weakening. And then when God rips off 68 questions in a row and starts with, like you said, where were you when I created the heavens and the earth? Yeah. And you just, and really when you come away from that, that questionnaire that God gives, you're just humbled to to your knees. All of these questions, they're nonsense compared to the, wisdom of of god job is an amazing book you know interesting thing we have a national leader in jordan hmm. and he's a former muslim imam he wrote his dissertation at a seminary in um in the middle east that job might have been in an, an arab hmm. yeah he wrote about that saying listen everybody say well you're arab you want to think that and he goes but as you study it there's nothing symbolic about Jewish feasts, festivals, nothing about the land. Yep. Some of the places that are named seem to be on this side of the Jordan. Could it be? Could totally. it be contemporary of Moses? And he wrote it from an Arab perspective, but he was a God fearer. And yeah. Uh, and so really interesting. Yeah. That book is a classic and people need to read it more. It's a picture of today. So it well, what really is. Do? Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Sorry. No, no, I, I, I totally, I think it's, I think it is a picture for today. And I think it's something that we all need a reminder of. I think it's why, you know, the, well, and, and it's not just our faith tradition. There are so like, I mean, Muslims are encouraged to read those books, the yeah. poetry books, the, yeah. you know, um, uh, the Proverbs, the, you know, all of that. Yeah. And so um, I think it's a very unifying book, um, you know, which is one of the big mission statements for the Bible project is that we, not only believe that the Bible is a unifying story that leads to Jesus, but we actually believe that it's a unifying story Mm -hmm. and that we can actually bring unity 
and not division. And yet it's so interesting how Christianity has been so divisive, even inside our own families, even inside our own Christian families, we're so divisive. And it's, and, and, and so I, I'd love to figure out ways that we can draw people back to the scriptures and bring uh, unity uh, back to the cross in that way. And yeah. um, so. The amazing uh, way that you guys communicate through the Bible project, uh, I really, I've never seen anything like it to condense so much into something that can, that can be understood quickly in just a couple of minutes going through a book and just nailing it with what they really need to understand. And so this leads me to our next topic. We're excited because my wife, Joanne, uh, who's not with us today, she's doing grandma stuff. She's yep. known today. And so she's out there with the kids. You may hear them. They may come running in. But uh, anyway, she uh, and her team, Not Forgotten, are broadcasting into Iran through Iran Alive. Yeah. Amazing program. You know all about it. They've done studies and it's 25 to 30 million a week are watching that channel on the big days like Friday, day of prayer, six to eight million. And so speaking to Muslim women in Iran and underground Christians watching this and it's off of satellite TV, we were so excited about the possibility of partnering with you and doing the Book of Esther in Farsi. So do you want to tell everybody what's going on with that? Well, I mean, uh, so, I mean, yeah, that, you know, Farsi was definitely a language that we wanted to to do. And you were one of the first kind of calls that we had, you know, even just trying to find the right people to do the work. And because we really do want to work with local indigenous leaders that our first, you know, language is, is the language we're working in and that it's contextualized um, to their specific context. Uh, so it really is localized, not even just translated. It's really localized uh, into that area. And so, um, but when you said, yeah, you know, gosh, Esther is is the first book we would want just because we have some studies that we're doing and, you know, Joanne's doing this and everything else. It was so easy to say, well, yeah, duh, like we're not making these for ourselves. And so if this is going to be the thing that's going to benefit the church and benefit these, yeah. you know, people, then, um, then of course that'll be the first video we did. And so, we're able to get our, and it takes months, and this was months ago we had this conversation, mm-hmm. um, and it really does take, you know, about six to nine months from kind of the start of it to get our first video really done, because there's so much to learn along with the team and teach a team oh, yeah. in that process. But we were able to launch Esther, and we have it available in Farsi, and, uh, you know, it was the first video we really started working on as an overview video, so, so excited about that. Man, we are just pumped because season two of Flourish is going to start in a couple of months and they will fire up Esther and take them through it. And, they, you know, it's it's like a brand. It's like a logo in that it's from the area. You know, it's, it's yeah. it, that's that happened in their yes. neighborhood. There is yeah. a spiritual history before Islam. Yes. You know, it's like uh, when people did the Damascus video and they debuted it in Syria and and here it was. And it got passed by the government. This just blew my mind. You have Syrian Muslims playing in the video Jewish people that came to faith and followed Jesus. <laughs> and they were doing this. So wild. Isn't that something? And the government went through it because Damascus. This is right. our city. We know yep. the story. You know, they've heard the story about Saul, Paul. They know that stuff. Yep. But yet, I'm sure the government's thinking tourism. Sure. And the body of Christ is thinking, this is the gospel. Yeah. So 
here to be able to do that and play it in Iran, the very place where that biblical story happened. Wow. Oh, that's sweet. I get goosebumps getting excited about it, Tom. That it's is just so, is, so cool. It's why we do this. You know, it's really right. why we do it. So I'm um, so grateful for you and just your, your partnership and your love and care for me and Melissa and, and the whole project. Oh so, Oh my gosh. We love you guys. You as a couple, your ministry, and uh, so tell the, tell the listeners, what's on the horizon for the Bible Project? Where are we going with this? What's going to be happening that's new? Or Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to continue. Obviously, we've got a ton of videos, that Sermon on the Mount series no one really knows about. So this is kind of a first uh, sharing of that. So that's pretty oh, exciting that we've got that coming. Um, we've got, um, we have, gosh, we have a school that we call Classroom that's free theology um, seminary level classes that are all free for people to take from anywhere in the world. Um, and that's at classroom.com. It's just super easy to find on our on our website. Um, so we're going to continue to have more and more classes available. Tim and others will teach those. Um, and they're like 16, 18 hours of content on like Genesis and on, you know, these really, in, you know, different it's really amazing and it's uh, some of the best stuff that i've seen out there and um we have a a a weekly study that people can sign up to that's um a a bible study for your home church for your underground church for whatever if you need some content to ask some questions and watch a video and learn together um we've got a lot of folks that are doing that uh you know globally we've got 50 languages we're working on right now and uh you know, so we'll about every month we have about 150 videos that get fully localized every single month into those 50 different languages. And so it's been beautiful to see so many folks that never had access to anything like this. Um, and again, it's all free. So we'll just continue to post it and put it up there and allow people to share it. And um, and that's in places like, you know, we've got Chinese, Mandarin, Cantonese. We've got Russian and uh, Italian and French. And we're oh. just starting Americ uh, for Ethiopia and you know, uh, Rwandan and Sudanese, all these different um, people that are going to have access to the videos in their own cultural tongue is pretty awesome. Wow. Wow. Well, you know what? If we're doing it for Christ, we ought to give it away, right? That's right. That's the goal. And I know you've got an incredible group of hard workers. I mean, the, the content they're putting out on a monthly basis, that's a lot. And then all the different languages. So you have a great team in place. You have prayer warriors behind it praying that this will get out there these are these are like your spiritual gatekeepers and then you have people because it costs a lot of money to do this that practice stunning generosity yeah and that's what makes it go and it's just a blessing to have all of that converge together at once and then something great for god happens yeah yeah it's overwhelming the patrons i mean you know, we, we started this model because we, you know, in the old art days and in, in the days of Michelangelo and Leonardo and, and so on, um, so many of them had their art paid for through patrons. That was it. The patron saints, you know, that that funded the arts that would fund these projects. And so we have these arts and these museums and sculptures and everything else because of patrons that were wealthy, that were able to kind of give to make the arts go. And and we thought, what a cool way to, to do this. If, if people find it helpful, then they'll maybe, you know, get behind it. And the crowd of patrons just caught up so fast to the work we were doing that it's just allowed us to not just do a few videos in English, but to do hundreds of videos and now thousands globally. And so 
yeah, we're we're just humbled every day at the generosity of of people to make this go. And we don't say that the videos are free. We just say they've already been paid for. They've been yeah, paid that's for, right. by, you know, because um, they're right. not free to make, but they've been paid that's for right. by some incredibly generous people that want to see the unifying story of Jesus be given out to everybody. And we love that. Boy, that's so cool. What a blessing that is. You know what? For years uh, going through, uh, I went to Catholic school, St. Anne's Catholic School in Las Vegas. And I really, Mike, thought I was stupid. I thought I was a dumb jock. I was struggling. I wasn't getting it. A lot of things were rote memory. We had some great nuns that were wonderful. But I struggled in school. Now, get me on the sports field and, you know, I was telling everybody where to go and stuff like that. But in the classroom, I struggled. Until all of a sudden, in high school, I realized one thing. I'm a visual learner. So just someone talking, I didn't always get that. I might get one point, but certainly not second and third. I just, just didn't click. I didn't. This is one of the best ways to learn the Bible. It is extremely visual. Yeah. People are going to see these for our listeners that haven't been to the Bible Project. You're going to be shocked at what you learn. Yeah. On every one of these videos. And you guys practice that, man, theology in a visual way so people can remember it. That's and that's, that's the key. Huge. I feel like I remember it more than anything. Like I remember movies. I remember images. I remember photographs that people have taken. Like I can see them still. in, But but just reading sometimes is, is not as easy to kind of grasp all those things. So I agree. I, I think the visual aspect the remembering that happens through the visuals is pretty, pretty spectacular. Wow. So as we wind up, can you um, direct the listeners on where to get the Bible project and, and yeah. what to do? And yeah. And hey, what is your position anyway? I mean, you're my friend, so I don't. That's don't it. Think- That's so, it. <laughs> yeah. I'm so a, what is your position? I, I put that on the website. I'm a friend of Tom Doyle's. That's my <laughs> that's my title uh, that got me in the door. Um, I mean, my official title is Chief of Global Focus and Strategic Relationships Officer, some ridiculously long, stupid name. Basically, I I oversee all the global stuff and uh, all the strategy of of our strategic relationships around the world. And uh, I've got some incredible teams here that work for me uh, in Portland and then around the world. But yeah. And the ways that you find it is, is, yeah, BibleProject.com is the easiest way. That's just our website. YouTube. If you're in a country that has YouTube, you can find all of our stuff on YouTube for free. That's one of the easiest ways, too, because you you just know you can share it from YouTube. You never have to worry about you can you can embed any of our YouTube videos in your websites and your whatever. Like if it's YouTube, it's easy. So and then the last place that most people or a lot of people have is the Bible app, the version Bible app. Mm. All of our videos are found inside that app. So if you're reading scripture in your Bible app on your phone, the little brown Bible thing, if you're reading it, there's going to be a little button that looks like a compass. And if you click that compass, our videos pop up that are for that specific verse that you're reading. So it's really neat. If you're in Job, up will pop our Job video. If you're in you know, Matthew, up will pop our Matthew video. And, and that goes for all the languages that we have it working in. So if you're in Iran and you're opening up the Bible app and you're in your Farsi language, context our videos will pop up inside that app automatically for you so truly amazing i mean really the bible project seven years took off like a rocket and it and it's still going it it just new things and your global focus oh my gosh are people starving for god's word 
-hmm. and to be able to get it to them in a form that they can remember and they're going to like and enjoy. Unbelievable. Thank you, Mike. Pleasure to have you with us today. Mike McDonald, The Bible Project. Hey, can you close us in prayer? And let's I would just love pray to. For the yeah. nations. We lift up Iran too as this happens and yeah. with Flourish, the program at Book of Esther plays there. Prime oh, time. So yeah. wild. Well, Jesus, you are so good. And we are just so grateful to um, have the friendship that we have. I'm so thankful that I have people like Tom in my life that just speak truth and, and affirmation and encouragement and rebuke when it needs to be, like all the things, but with just such a trusted voice. And um, I, I so thank you for all the work that you're doing in Iran and the way that the kingdom of God is truly moving and 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 just... Gosh, it's so incredible. I get so excited every time I hear stories from Tom and others of what God, what you are doing, God, in, in Iran and, and around the world. And that we get to have any sort of part in it is just wild. Mm -hmm. It's so humbling that, you know, we're sitting here on a video conference call getting to talk about you. And how wild is that? That's just nuts. This is what we get to do every day. And uh, just so, so grateful. May you just empower and give strength and wisdom and encouragement to all the leaders around the world that are trying to bring your good news into the lives of, of homes, into the lives of the workplace, into the lives of churches and mosques and synagogues and all over the place, Lord. Mm -hmm. Would you, yeah, may your kingdom just expand and may people come to see uh, and understand and have knowledge of the saving life of Jesus. And we are so grateful. And uh, may you also make us students of your word, students of the scriptures. Uh, may you help us. May you give us wisdom and insight on how to um, read and engage the scriptures so that we can pass on, not for ourselves, but so that we can pass yeah. this on to others. Um, Lord, you're so good and we're so grateful. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Michael McDonald, Bible Project. Please say hello to your sweet wife, Melissa. I will. Thanks, Tom. And, and listen, we got to go to Israel now. Yeah, do, we got it. We get there. We go. We we put the stake in the sand. That's it's right. Gonna happen. So, Joanne and I. We want to take you guys. We oh man! God bless your ministry. Thanks for blessing us. Thanks so much, Tom. Big hug to okay. Joanne. We'll see you. Okay. Bye bye. Bye.